time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Retirement Roadmap. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Glenn Mosseller. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about financial independence, how you can maintain it as you get to and through retirement, and what are you seeking independence from? That's an important part of this whole question and equation. We're going to talk about how you can do that, how you can identify where you want independence in your retirement planning, and then how to make it happen and maintain it throughout. We're going to do this all, of course, with Glenn, who is a registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting. You can find him online at roadmapfinancial.com. Well, Glenn, we've got five examples of places where people often seek independence from, and I'm interested in your insight into why we have these different areas and why independence is so important. But then, yeah, how can we maintain it? How can we actually go about achieving this? in our retirement years. So let's start first with maybe an obvious one. I mean, I think a lot of people don't want to be dependent on the government. So that's the first place people often seek independence from. What do you think? Right. Well, no, it's exactly right. I think that's kind of like inherently American, right? (laughs) It it better (laughs) be, right? Yeah. Like that should be ingrained in your blood, right? Right. I mean, it just, it just kind of is. It's just like, you know, with our history and all, but no, I mean, people, you know, people just really don't like the idea of being dependent, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's particularly folks that, that have worked hard and, you know, and saved and whatnot. I mean, there's one of the biggest driving forces for them to be doing that all their, you know, for years and years in their, in their, in their, in their working life is, is because they want to be independent. They, they don't want to have being, you know, overly reliant on anything or anybody else. It's like they want want to be they, they want to be self-sustaining right it's just kind of that's a lot of self-worth and everything else is right there so it's just like the last thing in the world you know somebody you know like that is going to want to have is, is you know being de- you know just overly dependent upon the government right you know it just is now there's going to be certain things that are there right i mean if you've worked if you've worked in the united states you know for any length of time particularly when you get into the retirement years there is going to be your social security benefits right i mean those are going to be coming to you and you're going to figure out when you're going to turn those on and whatnot there's also going to be medicare right and it's just because that's just the system and that's that's what is set up there and you you certainly want to be utilizing those because you you know you like everybody else has been paying into them but you don't want to necessarily be over reliant upon them you know i mean it's you want to have you want to have other you want to have other funds available and other choices available and you know some of the of that comes out of you know of, of having resources i.e you know different dollars and, and different accounts and whatnot but also just you know keeping yourself educated and aware of, of what's out there and, and, you know, and, and what type of plans that you can have, whether it be, you know, financial accounts, you know, whether they be, you know, um, you know, whether they be, you know, in the markets or, or with, with insurance companies, you know, there, there, you know, there's those elements, but, but also in terms of, you know, looking at what are, you know, what are your choices as far as, you know, is Medicare? I mean, you have base Medicare, you know, that's there when you, when you, you know, you reach age 65, you know, for, for the vast majority of people. I mean, there's certain, you know, working requirements, but, you know, most people have worked a, you know, a, you know, a career are going to meet those pretty easily. But there is the, the, the Medicare supplement or the Medicare Advantage plan that's going to, you know, that's going to either enhance, you know, the, the, you know, the basic Medicare or possibly, you know, take over the, you know, all, the, all of Medicare. And that's something you just simply want to be aware of and understand how it works. And, you know, I think one of the best ways of doing that is, is you know, maybe, you know, uh, working with, a, with an independent, you know, insurance agent, right, who has access to a variety of different plans 
plans with a variety of different uh, insurance carriers that, you know, that, that there's, you know, you can tell, you know, after you, you've met with, you know, with somebody, particularly, you know, if you interview two or three of them, you know, who is, who is, you know, more independent and who has more of your, of your um, interest in, uh, you know, at heart and, you know, is, is trying to do things in what your best interest is. But there's, there, there's lots of choices there and you want to, you know, you want to make the choices that, you know, they keep you as, as independent as, as, as possible in, in a lot of cases. But you, again, you just don't want to be overly reliant and just kind of like hoping, I was like, oh, well, you don't want to be on government assistance, I guess, is probably the easiest way of saying it, right? And, you know, in Social Security and Medicare are not really that. They are government programs. But again, you've, 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 you know, you've paid your fair share into that, you know, for all the years that you've been working. And so, you know, that, that's just kind of the system that's there. But, you know, you, you got to kind of find the, the right place. And it's just like it's, it's independence, but it's also an interdependence, right? Because it's like you were, you had to make those payments, you know, and you had to make those, you know, you, your taxes went, went to, you know, when the, to those FICA taxes, but you know, you like I say, you you don't want to be in a scenario where it's just like uh, that's all you've got, and so you've got to just be, you know, almost like a you know a, a prisoner, or you know, you're you're subject to whatever the government does or says. You want to have other you want to have other resources that are there, and those resources can be you know dollars and cents, and they can also be knowledge and you know and and you know and information and and relationships with you know with with professionals that that can help you you know guide you to the you know to the best choices. Well, if that example is ingrained in our American fabric, the next one may be a bit counterintuitive and and strike people as a bit odd. But before you make a judgment, go down the line of thinking a little bit. Uh, Again, what are we seeking independence from and how can we maintain it? Next on the list, Glenn, is independence from family. Right, right. Well, I mean, again, yeah, you you want to, you you know, typically most people, you know, when I talk to, to folks, you know, they, they want to be independent, right? They don't want to be in a situation where they feel like they have to move in with their kids, right? Or that their kids need to help financially support them, you know, in, the, in their retirement years or, you know, if they, if they go into, an, you know, a nursing home situation, right? You know, I mean, now it, it's, it's altogether different, you know, I mean, there, there are situations where folks, you know, choose to move in together right and you have you have you know the you know the you know adult children and you know and and their parents you know living together right i have several clients where they're doing that by choice and they want to and and it's a it's a good relationship and that's that's a that's a different scenario than it's like oh well you know gosh we're, we're in a difficult spot we have to move in with the kids you know and whatnot and and you know, sometimes the kids are, you know, are okay with that. Sometimes it's, you know, maybe a challenging situation, but more often than not, you know, you know, most people don't really want to be in that situation where that's their only choice, right? They want to be independent and be able to, you know, to be self-sustaining as much as is possible, you know, you know, f- you know, financially as well as every, you know, in every other way. But um, it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's important for folks to, you know, to have that because they don't want to, I mean, they love their kids, right? They love their grandkids. They don't want to create an additional financial burden, you know, and, or get in the way of them, of them being able to have their lives, right? Because, you know, you, you, you know, you, you want to, you want to be a, in a supportive relationship, you know, and, and, but having that support go in both directions rather than just in one direction, if, if you will. 
Yeah, that one makes sense too, Glenn. And uh, at first, it sounds a bit counterintuitive, but when you dive in, you see, okay, yeah, that that is a positive thing. All these, I think, are positive goals to shoot for, especially the next one, Glenn, independence from creditors. That should, uh, I, I would say the opposite is what's grained, ingrained into the American fabric, though. That's the problem with this one. Yeah, there is a challenge there, isn't there, Walter, right? I mean, yeah, you don't want to be, you don't want to be in a situation where you're, you know, you you know, where you're swimming in debt ever, but you particularly don't want to be swimming in debt when you're going into retirement, right? Or if you're in retirement. So, you know, you got to really kind of look at that, you know, and again, I mean, it's just like, you know, we, and, and, you know, we've talked about in previous episodes, you know, what we mean by debt, you know, in terms of, you know, if you, um, you know, if you have any outstanding loans, well, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes it makes sense to have an outstanding loan, but that may or, you know, for my definition, that may or may not really be debt, right? If you ha- if you have assets that are uh, collateralizing that, or if you have more assets than you have liabilities, particularly on, on a you know on a, on a major scale, and you've got a, a small loan out there, I mean, there's reasons why you might take a small loan, you know, particularly if there's if there's advantageous um, you know financing there, right? I mean, it, it you know it's like if you're paying if you're paying zero interest. You know why pay a big lump sum and pull money out of, a, out of an account? You know that's that's earning earning money for you. You know whether it be interest or you know future growth. You know to pay for something that you know they they may not be charging any interest for. You know you, so you know, taking on that kind of a loan might make some degree of sense, right? The other thing that might make some sense is you know when you're looking at your mortgage. A lot of people say, well, I want to have my mortgage paid off by the time I retire, and there's not necessarily anything wrong with that. But I've had also had conversations with folks that that are that are nearly have their have their mortgage paid off, right? And you know then they ask the question as to whether whether or not it makes sense for them to um, to take money out of a retirement account and pay off their mortgage so, so that they don't have a mortgage payment anymore. And you know, more often than not, if you're if you're that close to retirement, you know, chances are for, for the vast majority of people, if you haven't paid off your mortgage, you're getting pretty close, or at the at the very least, you're at the tail end of that mortgage. It's probably not a brand new mortgage. So if you're in the tail end and you start looking at the, the details of that payment, you know, more often than not, you're gonna find that that probably the vast majority of that payment is going to principal and very little of it is, is, is still going to interest. And if that's the case, you have to ask yourself the question again, does it make sense to pull significant amount of money out of an account to, you know, to pay something off when it's just like, you got to think about it. The, the principal part of that payment is your money, right? It's yours. It's, you know, the, the, the interest is the only expense there. And if that interest is, is, is relatively small, then you kind of look at it and say, well, am I moving money from a liquid account that is, that is potentially earning something into an illiquid account that is, you know, literally I'm just, I'm, I'm putting it in a mortgage and now I, I can't access that money. And it's, it was, it's, it's mine either way. And would you rather have access to it and possibly be earning something on it versus you know putting it into into the house and you say you might say well wait a minute Glenn the house you know that the house can go up in value and I, and the, that's very very true but that's appreciation on an asset which is determinative of the marketplace right your house is worth what it's worth based upon the house not not based upon how much equity you have in the house right 
what I mean by that is, is that if you have your house paid off free and clear and you have a neighbor who has the exact same model house you have, and they worth roughly the same things, but they've got a brand new mortgage on it. Maybe maybe they're a young couple and they've put a real big mortgage on it. Their house might still be worth the same amount your house is worth. And if you have appreciation over the next few years, guess what? Your house gets the appreciation and so does theirs. So, you know, it's it's a little bit different scenario in, in real estate, particularly your, your, your primary residence, than, you know, if it's sitting in another account. And so you want, might want to think about whether or not you want to have that or not. But you certainly don't want to have like lots of credit card debt and personal loans that are out there. But just make sure that you're using the right measuring stick for debt, you know, when, when, you're, when you're thinking about whether or not you have some and whether or not it makes sense to have maybe a liability there for, for a while longer. So we've covered independence from the government so far, as well as independence from family and creditors. This next one sounds a little bit odd to phrase it this way, but it's uh, another big piece, and that's independence from employment, <laughs> otherwise, I guess, known as retirement, Glenn. Right, right. Well, you know, I mean, there, there, there are a number of people out there, Walter, that are independent from employment, but not maybe in the right way, Right. So, but that said, you know, I mean, yeah, we're talking about retirement and being there in you know, the right way. I mean, people, you, you, it's, it, you want to be, you want to get there, right? You want to get to a place where it's just like you've worked hard your, your, you know, your life and, you, and you've earned your retirement. You've earned the ability to not have to go out and trade your hours for wages, right? That's, you know, that's where you want to be. That's where you want to be in terms of, of being able to be retired. And so that's really kind of the ultimate goal. Now, maybe you continue to work for a little while just because you want to and you like what you do. That's altogether different. At that point, you're still independent from employment. You may still get paid for that employment, but if you could potentially retire and don't have to have the, that income coming from the employment, that puts you at a whole different place. And again, now you're working by choice versus have to. And that's, I think, where most people want to be in terms of just overall being independent. I mean, that's that's almost like that's like the you know the the, the a, you know a, a stellar definition of being independent. I mean, particularly financially, it's just like if you're working just because you want to, but you didn't have to, right? That that's kind of a, a cool place to be, you know. And and at some point, you know, most people are going to say, okay, well, it's time. I'm I'm not going to do that anymore. Right. And, and so I'm just I'm, I'm going to be able to, you know, take my time and do the things that I want to do and be able to spend it, you know, spend my time and my money with with the, with the people that I that I care about, you know, and then that's and again, that's true independence from employment. All good points across the board, Glenn. And let's get to one last example. Independence from the stock market. Why should we seek that? Well, I mean, you know, you, you kind of think about it, Walter. I mean, do you, do you want to be do you want to be that that person who is, you know, is, is like riding that 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 roller coaster up and down all the time? Right. And it's just like you, you know, you literally feel bad you know, when the market or the economy is going through a difficult time versus, you know, knowing that you've got a plan in place that you know, that you're going to be OK, regardless of what the situation is. Right. I mean, it's, 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 you know, you, do you really want to be riding that emotional roller coaster? Right. I mean, and, you know, and, and a lot of people kind of get hooked into doing that, you know, and they, but they don't necessarily have to do that. 
Um, but it's, you know, it, it's, it's, it, you know, you're, you know, maybe if you, you have a lot of resources, but you know, but you're, you know, you're, 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 your whole life, your demeanor, your attitude, you know, your, you know, everything that, you know, that, that's, that's going on and around you, you know, if, if it's subject to how well the economy or the markets are doing, I think you, you really kind of have to look at that, and, you know, with, you know, real, real hard and, and ask yourself the question, are you independent, you know, or are you, have you made yourself dependent? Right. And, and if you and if you ask yourself that question and you and you and you find yourself, it's like, huh, that's not exactly where I want to be. Then maybe it's time to explore, you know, ways that you can you kind of free yourself from that. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to sh- extract all your funds out, you know, or do, you know, do this or that. It just may be that there's that there's somewhere in between of of being all in or all out. Right there, you know, and, and, and finding that right balance so that you can have more of a balanced life and an enjoyable retirement and, you know, and find that independence from, you know, from the markets and the economy. Well, Glenn, thanks for walking us through this conversation about independence, where we're seeking it and how we can achieve it and maintain it through retirement. If you've got questions about how you can maintain your independence uh, from a financial perspective, uh, give us a call. Talk to Glenn one-on-one about your situation and get into the specifics. 336-291-3535 is the number. That's 336-291-3535 or go online to roadmapfinancial.com. Independence, a very important part of the equation. Make sure your financial plan is helping you achieve it. More to come on Retirement Roadmap next week. We'll have another great episode, so come back and join us then.